Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Turns out we're a day late. It's July 4th. There's firewalks. <laughs> firewalks? God damn it. It's July 4th. Turns out we're a day late. There's fireworks going on everywhere literally everywhere down the street up the street in your neighborhood neck of the woods probably true max just left but this is video game time and crisis remastered looks like shit matt what's going on i mean that sums it up so uh good week talk to you guys later sorry little richard talked before this well, you know, this is the Gamers 2 podcast. <laughs> this is the Gamers 2. <laughs> For July 4th, the day this country was born. All right, not, none of that. None of that nonsense. <laughs> I do. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, go listen to Mancubus in the Borderlands 3 DLC of Love and Tentacles. Matt has his voice pretty well done. And Matt doesn't do impressions, so. Yeah. Awkward. Not, not, us- not usually. <laughs> not usually. Gamers 2 Podcast, your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interest. Speaking of which, man, my teams in Formula One sucked this week. Yo, it's all <sighs> over the place. I don't know what's going on. I think uh, my Alpha team was 18-19, and uh, Ricardo on Renault got ninth and then 13th, I think. So That's that. Terrible for Renault. And not what for Renault, but like me. if we're discussing where I, the two teams I decided to align myself with mm-hmm. are 9th, 13th, 18th, and 19th out of 20, I'm not looking hot, but I also couldn't just pick Mercedes because, you know. Yeah. What's irritating me about the situation is the whole racing point thing. They're the ones that copied last year's Mercedes car. And they were in like 6 7 today, I think. Yeah, they were like best. Or they five, were clearly five, six, one or two. the tail end of the lead teams. Yeah. And well ahead of the midfield. Yeah, they were like that true middle team mm-hmm. that's bridging the gap between the top and everybody else. Yeah. So that's not a good precedence. But speaking of sports, did you hear soccer's back? And you hear baseball's on its way back? And did you hear that this is supposed to be a video game podcast, even though other things pique our interest? So let's... Football too, I guess. I'm not a football we'll person. We'll but... see. I don't know what their protocols have been, but they don't usually start until their preseason camp starts in August officially. For I think they're already calling no fans. Oh, probably. Uh, it's just they, they – I think there's also already been preseason games canceled, so I don't know what they're going to look like in a couple months. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll all see. 
Who knows what the NBA season looks like? Players opting out, don't want to play, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. What, cool things. Not to spend too much time on it, but I'm okay. curious about the ripple effect with baseball because, yes, MLB suffered a little bit. It's the, a feeder, lot it's the feeder teams that are really fucked. Well, the feeder teams have been canceled. Like, ML, yeah, so I'm ma- minor league, MILB, is no longer happening this year. Like, they, yeah. their season is done. So I'm wondering if we'll see a little bit of a ripple effect with, like... Uh, their ripple effect might be that they never come back. Yeah, but then you lack that influx of, like, you know, you don't, you lose your feeder leagues. Kind of. It's... I think I'm doing what, a lot I, of the I, hand I think motion. The, I think what the hand motions mean is that those feeder teams would essentially, like, that talent would just find its way into the major leagues, is what you're saying. But what will actually happen, I would think, is that the teams will just go... No, we're gonna make a developmental team, like an A. We have our A squad and our B squad, and our B squad can play against other B squads, but we're not dealing with the nineteen other levels that there used to be of minor league ball. Yeah, I think they're just gonna skip and go sh- and just go straight to like college ball and just start grabbing them from. I I think they'll still have a developmental side because you want to have that just with how injuries work throughout the season and stuff like that. So they'll just have two. Because they still pulled people out of college ball, too. Yeah. But I assume MLB teams will want their own some type of minor league something. Whether they don't want to deal with the minor leagues as they currently existed, which they didn't really want to anyway. Mm-hmm. And they want to, you know, they want to make their own minor league with blackjack and hookers type of thing. Yeah. We'll see. Welcome. But then we also have a collective bargaining agreement coming up between the players in the league. And that went so well during the summer. So why not let's do it again? Welcome to chat and baseball. Yeah, we can't say talking. <laughs> Sorry, John Boy. If you want entertaining content because you're bored and don't know what to watch on the weekend, check out John Boy and Jake watching Baggage or watching Take Me Out. If you just want to get lost in the weeds and see Tinder before it existed. If you want to feel better about your life. Or that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Take me out. Because, you know. Let the sausage see the peppers. If you're not. How does it go? If you're. Turned off, turn off. turn off. Yeah, that's one of the terrible lines. If I like the one, the one that like kind of makes sense is where it's like, if he's not out of sight, turn off your light. Like, okay, that one makes sense, but literally just repeating turned off and turned off does nothing. Yeah. Anyway, that's how terrible the writing is on the show. Yeah. If you want something to do that might be somewhat more enjoyable, you watch talking baseball. <laughs> that or the segue I was trying to make. Which is Nate's curated list of new releases that I have no idea what's on. Ooh, that's getting good in the segues. Number one. Did you know that the segway is dead? The actual segway. Dead. No more of them. No more. No more being made. None of them? Well, I mean, there might be some old ones. I guess the the mono segway isn't a segway, actually. That mono one that you just like stand on. You know what I'm talking about? Like the hoverboard? No, 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 no. It's It's a solo wheel. But it has foot pedals on either side of it. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't remember, I don't I don't know if it's called a monowheel or whatever, but I, I don't think that's technically a segue. The official segue. Yeah, dead. <laughs> so that's this podcast because Matt just killed segways. Number one, the Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel, three for the Switch. The wonderful 101 Remastered made its way to PC, PS4, and Switch. Minecraft Dungeons Jungle Awakens DLC came out to everything that already exists on. They're they're doing DLC already? Yeah. I don't think there was a ton initially in the base anyway. Okay. So, 
I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see two more DLCs by the time the year is over. I don't know if there's actually a plan. I'm just saying. Biped for the Switch. Marvel's Iron Man VR for PSVR. And Castle Kong for the Switch. Cool. Nothing really catching my eye there. Sad week. Do you want evens or odds? Uh, I'm not going to choose. <laughs> this is as bad as when we try to figure out what we want to eat for dinner. Uh, all right, I'll take odds. Starting at number one. Good news and bad news. It's a bait and switch, so just be ready. Crisis Remastered got listed on the Microsoft Store for July 23rd. Psych! Now the bad news. <laughs> and then a trailer for the remaster leaked, and people were not happy with its quality, voicing their opinions on YouTube. Crytek made a statement regarding the delay, and the statement reads as followed. Whichever one of us pulls it up first, because I could. it was in an image and I could not snip it out. So it keeps asking me, like, what browser I want to use. So it's rather frustrating. Mine's loading. All right. This is how horribly produced this podcast is. But here we go. Dear Crisis fans, as you know, Crisis Remastered will be coming into the world this year. And at the same time, the Crisis IP will debut on Nintendo Switch. Your passion for the Crisis franchise deserves an undeniably higher quality game, and we are committed to delivering just that. To ensure that we meet that commitment, we will need to delay the launch date on all platforms and trailer premiere by a few weeks. In case you're curious, the trailer leaked. That's the video we're discussing. Because they already started, pre-orders for the Switch will stay open, but pre-orders for all other platforms are also delayed. The, f- the features you're looking forward to are already set, but we want to take the time on polishing the game. You might be aware of the leak yesterday, and we want you to know we've seen all the reactions, the good and the bad, and we're listening. We're still working on a number of things in-game, as well as the storefront. Storefront? Storefront. <laughs> Please keep the love coming, and rest assured, you'll have the game you love shortly. This extra time until release will allow us to get Crisis Remastered up to the PC and console breaking standard you've come to expect from Crisis Games. We hope you understand what we're up to and that you stay with us while we take the time to make a few more improvements. Stay tuned and we'll have that game in your hands as soon as we possibly can. We'll keep you updated on our progress, so please hang in there and thank you, or sorry, sorry, and check back here for updates. Thank you. Team Crisis, Crytek, and Crisis Remastered. So interesting that they don't put a date, but they still say this year with how bad that looked. Yeah, they said a couple weeks, I think, right? Maybe. Uh, it's bad. <laughs> I mean, I we watched right before we, we started recording, we watched the a side-by-side comparison of the original Crisis and what leaked of Crisis Remastered. And it's worse than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, no, I watched the, before we watched the side-by-side video, when this leaked, I watched the leak of the remastered trailer, and I was just like, that didn't look good. But then watching it side-by-side, oh, that looked much worse than I thought it did. 
Yeah, particle effects are clearly down. Uh, texture f- textures aren't are, even there. Are yeah, they just you know the common uh, theme that's been happening recently with with high resolution games where you get that texture pop in. It looks like there's a texture that's supposed to pop in and it just never pops in. Yeah, there's things that are just like smooth surfaces, non detailed that are that were detailed and specifically this is the part that kicks me. They were detailed in the original game. And in the remaster, they just removed the detail. The one thing it did have going for it is it seemed like they really wanted to do better lighting and focused their entire time remastering the game on lighting. And not how anything looks. So, I I don't know what happened. It pains me because they say remaster. What they need to do is rebuild. Like, make the same game. Do this whole same game. But you need to go, like, redo all your textures and everything and really bring them back. This should not be, like, to stand to the crisis thing when it says, like, yeah, the console specs and PC specs that you're expecting. This thing shouldn't look like it can run on my 2010 PC. And it does. Yeah, I like... It could run on. I don't know. I don't want to be. I don't want to be dramatic. I guess it looked like the Switch trailer. It did. That's that's exactly it. It looked like they had they had made it to run on the Switch. Like if they had said, "All right, the Switch version is going to be downgraded." Obviously, here's a trailer for the Switch version. I'd be like, "Yeah, okay." I'd be like, "That makes sense for the Switch trailer." Except they said all footage was captured on PC. What? What PC? The one that you ran the original demo on? Alright, I here's my theory. Hot take theories? It's an extravagant marketing ploy. It's they they released the leak, quote leak. To do to, to look like shit. To delay themselves knowing they were never ready to begin with. Sort of. But the game doesn't actually look like that. The game does actually look way better, and they're hoping for like the, the whiplash effect going ah, on. So purposely punch you in the face. Yeah. That way you thank them when you pick them back up. Exactly. The whole like, you know, I have a small penis. And then when they see it, they're like, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. It looks slightly normal. Yeah. I don't know what that bump is. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did not make it. We didn't even make it 15 minutes before a penis joke. I know. What do, what do you think this podcast is about? It's true. Video games? <laughs> <laughs> uh no but it it definitely that's that's reaching my titanfall 2 respawn ea tinfoil hat theories where they purposely put titanfall 2 out to die to buy a respawn on the cheap yeah but i think that one's actually true <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah <laughs> uh i don't know i it's want bad. i want this to be good i want them to don't bring it out this year. I, I didn't like the idea that you announced it, what was it, last month? Yeah. Two months ago? Mm-hmm. And now you're going to tell me it was ready in July? For for what we know is supposed to be so unbelievably demanding. That, like, we didn't know when it was coming out. But once they said, like, July 20th, I was like, I don't know if that's ready. And then when I watched the trailer, I was like, that's not ready. This game can come out in two years. That's okay. Put it on the new consoles and everything. That's fine. I don't care about consoles. I want it on PC. But I also am not going to pay if it looks like total dog shit. 
Yeah, I'm gonna laugh and talk about it for a week, and then yeah, we'll be here talking about it for two. We'll be here talking about it for two weeks, where it pulls the same thing that our next news story is about to pull, and it doesn't come out. It comes out, and then they're like, "We're going. We're going to release a high texture res pack. Don't worry about it." (laughs) And then three weeks later, we'll tell you that that's out, and that it still doesn't fix the game. I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. I want the game to be good again. That. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Crucible, Amazon's free-to-play, team-based, sci-fi shooter. Also, is... real quick, before you even continue, yes, I took out like seven adjectives describing what the game was. And <laughs> in that first part... You know what? I still people... don't know cru- what Crucible is. Yeah, people so... were like, I was like, all right, Crucible, how do I... All right, this, these adjectives. And I looked in like, some other articles, and they're like... It's sci-fi, fantasy, action. <laughs> I was just like, what is up? I kind of had... What, are you steam-tagged this whole thing? I, uh, this is foreshadowing, spoiler territory, whatever. We'll get I there. had the same feelings about the Tencent game when you... The description for the Tencent game. Yeah, that's game. why I literally wrote in the notes when I stopped writing the doc, I wrote, this needs editing, and I can't look at it anymore. Because <laughs> my I was brain like, was, like, fried. Yeah, I was looking... It, this is obviously... We're getting ahead of ourselves here, but I was, like, looking at it, and I was looking at what everyone else wrote, and I was like, I mean, it's not your fault. <laughs> like, yeah, I was just like, I don't know what, what do I remove out of this story? What do I, like, how do yeah, I? Yeah, where do you trim the fat? Like, yeah. Anyways, anyway. Uh, Crucible uh, is making a U-turn and going back into closed beta. I don't know if that's allowed. In order to be in Wait, closed beta. <laughs> You would have to you would have to have needed to have downloaded the game before July first. Uh, website signups are currently not available, and the game has been out for just over a month. So to get into the to new get into the, the, the new, new closed beta, you had to have already had downloaded it on July first. Yeah, prior prior to a certain time on July first. Yeah. Uh, because uh, website signups will be coming eventually, but they're not up right now. You know what? I don't even think this is going to hurt them, really. Like, because no one cared about it anyways. I just think it's already dead. I think if you have to make this move, you're done. And it's and when we're looking at Amazon, this was supposed to be Amazon's first big like punch into the video game market. Their next one is New World. Here's my deal on the team-based shooter system thing. Okay. If... Another news story that we're going to talk about isn't successful. I feel like there's not much hope in that genre in the next couple of years because, like, it's out, it's overplayed. Yeah, it. We're, we hit the bubble. Yeah, the bubble is bursting. Yeah, and people are for some reason still jumping in. the The thing with this is, it. I don't think it speaks to Crucible. It, it speaks to Crucible's problems that they were like. Screw it. We're going to close it back down. Mm-hmm. We'll fix on things. Mind you, they were fixing on things while the game was live. I'm trying to improve it for the month. And it didn't work. What scares me is New World is supposed to be their next big game. That MMO that we've talked about. If you don't get that right, and you have to try to pull that back, do you bother? I don't think they're going to get New World right either. 
So. I, based on what we've seen in New World, nothing about it makes me go, oh, yeah, I want to play Rift from 2008 again. Mm-hmm. It doesn't... I was hopeful when I was reading I'm, about I'm some still stuff. just like, maybe, maybe Amazon will hit it out of the park and we'll get a new MMO to bring bring that genre kind of back other than, like we've talked about, there's, what, 10 still living that are like of prominence living. But they're always forgotten about other than WoW. Star Wars, Guild Wars, RuneScape, Elder Scrolls. Like, they're always there. But sometimes people... Final Fantasy. Sometimes people just don't... They don't permeate the discussion anymore. Ever. But every time a new MMO comes out, it's always like that next little... Like, hindle of hope where... Maybe at least if it doesn't survive, some some features out of it that are good will get in, taken by some other people to be like, oh, we can do something like that. Same thing I've been wanting in WoW for years. Give me a guild hall. Guild well, Wars did it. That's the thing that's irritating about New World is when I was reading things initially, I was like, oh, this, this might have potential. And then I saw it, and then we, we got to actually see some more of it. And it's like, oh, they just literally took these game mechanics from all these other failed MMOs. And did the exact same thing again in a cliche, boring-looking fantasy world. Yeah. And are hoping it works. Yeah. And I hope it works. I'm intrigued by it, but not enough to... Not enough yet to be like, I'm going to buy it and give it a shot. Same. I'll watch streamers for like a week just to like see what's going on or whatever. But I have... I was more interested in Wildstar when it came out than I am this. Yeah. And Wildstar died in like two months. MMOs, always a blast. Remember Age of Conan? Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Remember the remake of RuneScape or whatever? Now there's two RuneScapes. Still going strong. That's true. Yeah, because you can play it on anything. Literally. It looks like Crisis Remastered. Number three. After Horizon Zero Dawn's Eula and user license agreement, showed up on Steam this morning, being Friday morning, Gorilla came out to confirm that the complete edition will hit PC on August 7th. The game also got a new trailer for the PC version, and the system requirements have been released, as I will now tell you what they are. Ooh, system requirements. Matt's favorite thing. Speaking of the minimum system requirements for Horizon Zero Dawn on PC... You're going to need a 64-bit processor and operating system. No one's got those. Who'd have thought? Operating system of Windows 10 and 64-bits. Who'd have thought that you just required 64-bits for both? Crazy world. Uh, Let's get to a little bit more impressive things. An Intel Core i5-2500K or AMD FX-6300. I thought we were talking about impressive things. We're getting there. (laughs) 8 gigs of RAM. I, I, I... I'll let you continue. I'm just waiting for you to just like consistent, consistently shit out of me the entire mm-hmm. time while I read these minimum specs. A GTX 780 or Radeon R9 290. If you need to heat your house. DirectX 12. And 100 gigs of space. I, I hope it's that. Nah. Nah. Now, now let's get to the recommended things. Obviously, 64 bits, Windows, blah, blah, blah. Processor of an i7-4770K or Ryzen 5 1500X. 
4770K is what was in my PC. Or no, it was actually lower than what was in my PC. Two PCs ago? No, one PC one, ago. One PC ago? Two PCs ago was my AMD one in that case. And then it was the uh, i7-4790K. The Devil's Canyon or whatever. Mm, yeah. 16 gigs of RAM. So double the RAM recommended. A GTX 1060 or Radeon RX 580. So we're into the 10 series. We decided to skip quite a bit <laughs> from a 780 to a 1060. Funny that they say 1060, though, being the lower of the 10s. This uh, DirectX 12, obviously, and another, obviously, 100 gigs of storage space because minimum and required space for recommended is always the same. Having played Horizon, obviously, gorgeous game. And I don't think it was 100 gigs on our PS4s. No. I but think... this also includes, this is the complete, so I think it includes the DLC. Yeah, and, and it's, probably, like, it's like safe recommendation. Safe recommendations, plus it's supposed to go up to 4K. It's supposed to support native 4K, ultra-wide 4K, like up to a 31 by 9 resolution or something, mm-hmm. and some other pretty pretty texture things to it. Um, Gorgeous game. Gorgeous game, 100%, yeah. These uh, recommended specs and uh, minimum specs are very uh, tame. Very tame. Super tame. Like, the minimum is almost scarily too tame? The recommended, I'm, like, kind of baffled by. I'm like, uh... But when Horizon came out, and we got all those, like, super geeky tech videos where they're showing you how the uh, Decima engine works and all that... That engine, I think, is. I think that's probably PlayStation, Sony, that realm, their best engine that they have out of all the first party studios. Yeah, of of their specific engines, like the ones that they have in house. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason it was hunted by everybody else to. Yeah, I think that I think that engine's got some got some secrets. That need to be Ooh, what secrets explored. do you hold? But I'm I'm I think I might if there if there isn't something out by then and I have somehow you know managed to play through The Last of Us Part Two uh, and Ghosts of Shishima and Ghosts of Shishima, which will come out July 14th. Ah, uh, fuck! Warden, if I'm warning. free <laughs> by August 7th, I think I'll replay it on PC just out of curiosity. Forty nine ninety nine. Like, I don't care. For a complete edition. No, I'm just saying, like, for a complete edition. Yeah. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm down. I'm down. It'd be pretty. Yeah. It'd be very pretty. Mm-hmm. More Aloy. To, shooting. Yeah, exactly. Crossbows and things. Her, her glorious red hair. Yeah. So, uh, Ashley Birch, right? Got me. Her, I don't her, know. wasn't it? Or was sure. She? I think it was Ashley. I don't know. Don't keep track. There's like f- a handful of voice actors I know by name. She's up there. Fucking stalker. Troy Baker. <laughs> Troy Baker. There. I need another popular one. Troy Baker. Like socks. Good man. I love socks. Boots and pants and boots. <laughs> <laughs> PlayStation Indies. Hey, Matt, I remember the video we forgot to watch. PlayStation Indies. Yep. (laughs) 
is making its way to PS5 as well. The initiative, led by none other than Shuhei Yoshida, revealed nine games for the PS5 on the PlayStation blog. There is a sizzle reel that you can go watch to get an idea, but in the meantime, here are the titles. Worms Rumble, a competitive strategy game. Is this is this Worms? It's Worms with, I believe, a kind of Battle Royale twist. Oh, fuck. Ruined. <laughs> Haven, a co-op RPG adventure. I should mention, all right, so Worms Rumble, PS4, PS5. Haven, a co-op RPG adventure, PS4, PS5. And I should also mention, I didn't watch the sizzle reel, so when Matt asked me a question, I'm just going to lie. I, you know what? I will figure it out. Uh, Cardo, a cute puzzle game, PS4. Uh, Recompile, a futuristic platformer, which is PS5. Uh, Where the Heart Is, a narrative adventure game for PS4. Uh, Maquette, a puzzle simulation game uh, for PS4. Fist, Forged in Shadow Torch, a side-scrolling action game for PS4. I love the name. Yeah. Fist. All all I I want their PAX booth to say is get fisted. Get fist. Uh, Heavenly Bodies, a physics-based puzzle game for PS4 and PS5. And Creeks, an atmospheric mystery game for PS4. Spooky. And that's creaks like a door does sometimes, not a creak or like that the has water in it. The floorboards in your house. Yes, floorboards creak, crack, stairs, doors. Stairs. How old's your house? Everything. Sometimes they talk to you. Yeah. While you're not around, you're just sitting there, and nobody else is in your house, and you hear a creak, and you're like, well, Frank, every time. Every time. Under the floorboards, trying to eat the children. I wish. Saves me a lot of horror movies if they just eat the kids right away. Yeah. We should do a study of horror movies and postulate and then do... Well, That's a big word for this podcast. That is a big word. I postulate that. I I postulate. (laughs) As not to be confused with the movie iRobot starring Will Smith. I bet that if we looked at a bunch of horror movies that had kids in it, that if you murked the kids right away, it would inevitably save more lives. Ooh, that is an interesting take. Um, yeah, I think that's probably true. I'm just saying that strictly on the conversation we had about The Quiet Place. Well, definitely A Quiet Place. If you just killed the kids, you wouldn't have a problem. And also The Purge, like the first Purge, because okay. she lets the person into the house that everybody's hunting rookie move so if you just kill the kid the kid never lets the person in the house the whole thing doesn't happen, you know yeah it doesn't happen Problem exactly Kids, so, man. all i'm saying <laughs> all i'm saying is we should murder the if children you at the statistics you would understand kids in horror movie situations are stupid they also follow the same line as weird teenagers that decide to go back in the house so, like that tropey commercial where they're like, why don't we just get in the running car? What? No, that's stupid. Let's just go hide behind those hanging chainsaws. And she's like, but the car. And he's like, no, come on, chainsaws. And they all like, all right, fine. And they go get in the chainsaws. It's like, yeah, no. That's how all the horror movies are. They're that stupid. Modern technology. I do this a lot. Has destroyed. You know another horror trope that modern technology has destroyed? The whole fumbling of the keys. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have a key fob now. You don't even need to put a key in. You just the have only, it in your pocket. Yeah, the only way that would be better is if they jumped in a push start car and don't have the key fob. Yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. Or they do the old like drive halfway down the driveway but realize the key fob was in the house and it, it was out of range now. <laughs> uh I guess you could you could twist it, I guess. Oh, there's those ones or like the old like who has their their phone on on noise, not vibrate. Mm-hmm. So like it starts ringing in the middle of a hiding sequence and you just hear bring bring or you or you hear a music ringtone. Who the hell has music ringtones anymore? Boomers do. It's like, oh, I just had to listen to Little John's Get Low. Get Low. And you're like, why is that your ringtone? It's 2020. Uh, when I was in college, my ringtone was uh, Africa. A smart choice. Yeah. I thought I was pretty proud of that one. Yeah. Only because when it goes off, nobody will get mad, but everybody will sing. Yeah, exactly. You know, not that we were ever those par- those popular people in the in the in the pub or the bar or the club into club, but you know, you you got your phone on, you're like, bro, call me, and you're just like, all right, I'm gonna leave this here, and all of a sudden somebody just hears the dun 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 dun, dun, dun. everybody's just like, who's got Toto? <laughs> Turn it up, don't answer him, screw him. <laughs> Yay. Bless the rain. Now, number five. Sony Corporation is reportedly evaluating a bid for Leiu Technologies Holdings. What a name. The news comes from Bloomberg, which cites an anonymous source close to the matter who suggests this could spark a bidding war for the Chinese games company. The Hong Kong-listed Leiu owns Warframe developer Digital Extremes and UK studio Splash Damage, among others. It is also working with Amazon Game Studios on a Lord of the Ring MMO, not called New World. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it is. It is. It would be very interesting to see Sony buy them and what that would potentially mean for Warframe. In just in the way that we've seen what Microsoft buying Minecraft and well, buying Mojang did to Minecraft, where like updates obviously start happening on xbox and pc first and then mm-hmm. the other platforms It'd just be interesting to see that same thing happen where now updates are happening on the playstation right i don't know yeah It'd be an interesting one i guess technically warframes in an mmo technically it's a weird but it is massively multiplayer and online warframe Remember how that? I remember playing that when it came out, and I was like, "What is this garbage?" I've played it like twice since, trying to get just kind of like into it a little bit. Like, oh, maybe I tried it on the Switch, and I was like, "All right." I tried it on the PC, and I like it much better on the PC. But at the same time, I was just like, "All right." I'm also getting a headache looking at all of this because it's just so movement, and blah. I was like, "I can't do this for too long." Yeah, it was fun though. Nothing to take away from it, but it was just like, all right. I'm killing so fast. Too good at this game. I'm level two. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean these enemies aren't hard? Uh, it is some uplifting news. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure? Because this document gets real dark real quick. <laughs> We're taking a turn, folks. Uh, Evolution Championship Series. Oh, yeah. Evo. This is not uplifting. <laughs> uh, CEO Joey... Cellular, 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 
I hate his name. I would uh, I would probably go with like Kuehler. Because there's no there's nothing before this that a Bueller Kuehler yeah Kuehler go with that Kuehler it's hard Kuehler. I don't I don't like the way that my tongue has to move to say that Kuehler Kuehler it's hard C. for me to make that turn the Kuehl and then the er the you're not here today Kuehler Joey C uh, was placed on administration. <laughs> Speaking of a different Joey C, Joey Chestnut, American hot dog eating champ, seventy five. Hot dogs, 12 minutes, broke his own record. So listen, I watched that whole video, and I thought he was going to throw up. I was really disappointed that there was not projectile vomiting. Because I did notice barriers on the sides. Did not see barriers in the front. No, barriers are on the sides because of COVID. Exactly. But there was no barriers in front to protect that crowd of helpless people. (laughs) And let me tell you, you stick 75 hot dogs. Was there a crowd? There was like media. Okay. You stick 75 hot dogs in a normal man's stomach, and you know what you're getting out? Hot dog soup. Projectile vomited. Yeah. Mixed in with some acids. And some buns. And some buns, and some maybe lemonade. some water. Water lemon. lemonade? I think, it's, I think you can have both, but I think I it's usually water because they dunk the to, buns. Yeah. Yeah. Because getting to get one, you have to eat bun plus can hot dog. You, can you imagine like the shit he took? The next not day. even, not even just that. Can you imagine? Do you think he throws up? If it was me, I would afterwards. I'm pretty sure we could find out these answers by googling them. But can you imagine? Just like think about we had jalapeno cheddar dogs tonight, which were actually which really were delicious. Good. Yeah. Now we eat 75 of them. No, I can't imagine in that. 12 minutes. Nope. Not even just throughout the day. Managed to eat 75 hot dogs. No, in 12 minutes, I might eat 75 hot dogs. I eat like 16 soft shell tacos once in like five minutes, and that was like the extent of like my peak. Of... And you want to know what the record probably is for that? Probably like probably like 70 something. Probably. Easily. I was gonna say. I bet it's over the hot dog one. Yeah, because they can probably they're, one they're bite smaller. those things. Yeah. So it's probably it's probably something like 80 or something. 80 yeah. something. There's so many food competitions. Sorry, your Joey C thing brought me there because Joey C is Joey Chestnut. I mean, it's better news than what we're about to talk about. So, yeah. so there's your actual uplifting news. Now to get dark. Uh, Start from the beginning. Evolution Championship Series, also known as Evo. CEO Joey Q. Uh, what did we decide on? Kuehler. Kuehler. From here on, Joey C. Was it placed on administrative leave following accusations of sexual abuse? Uh, the statement from the company read, Over the past 24 hours, in response to serious allegations recently made public on Twitter, we have made the first in a series of important decisions regarding the future of our company. Progress doesn't happen overnight and without bravery of those who speak up against misconduct and justice. We are saddened by these events, but we are listening and committed to making every change that will be necessary and making Evo a better model for the stronger, safer culture we seek. We all seek. End quote. Uh, This led to Evo 2020, the online version having been officially canceled. Uh, If you remember, the event was moved online after its first cancellation due to COVID-19 pandemic. Well, see you later, you piece of shit. Another one bites the dust. No, it's... uh... Yeah, literally another one because it just keeps getting, the tally keeps going up and it's going to get worse in roughly three stories. 
yeah. give or take two. I don't know where the actual next one is in this list, but uh, it was funny because they were able to pivot to an online competition, which I thought was interesting for what Evo usually is. Obviously, Evo giant tournament, one of it, the biggest fighting tournament. It's insane to watch on Twitch. You literally have people walk up onto a stage in like the middle of this arena and one v one in Street Fighter, just surrounded by people, which just seems nuts to me. But it also has probably got to be awesome to watch in like person. Just like here's this small boxing ring with two people in it playing Street Fighter, and here are these giant TVs to do the whole thing. Uh, I can't imagine what it's like to be the person playing. Oh with yeah, the whole arena. Like yeah, like you make it to that point, and you're just like, all right. Well, I'm gonna try not to die in the first two seconds of this game, <laughs> which those guys are obviously good enough that they don't. But the the immediate cancellation of like, hey, this has happened. He's out. Events canceled this year. We'll be back next year, but like we have other problems we need to figure out now. It's fair. Yeah, it makes sense. For sure. And probably technically a smart move. Like, uh, with what they would have dealt with continuing type of thing. Number seven. 2K Games has announced that it'll sell the next-gen PS5 and Xbox Series X versions of the upcoming NBA 2K21 for $69.99. A $10 increase to the current-gen versions of the game. Most games have maintained that $59.99 price point since the 360 PS3 Wii era, which was, at the time, another $10 increase from the previous $49.99 that had been around forever. Now, Matt, it is speculation time. Will other studios follow? Will microtransactions still be as bad with a $10 increase? Will people start waiting longer to buy games? Oh, and by the way, the PC version for NBA 2K21 is still $60, according to Steam. These games can go fuck themselves, first Ooh, off. Ooh, here we go. Because, like, if it was any other game... Well, I don't want to say any other game, because there's a few EA games that have popped up in this article. I'd also feel the same way. If your game is known... Riddled. ...for having just a horrid... Yeah, offensive. Offensive microtransactions, you have no right to be like... I'm gonna raise my game another ten dollars. <laughs> this is money. You know what I mean? Like we're not to the Ubisoft story yet. I know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just you know I'm loosening up the vocal cords. Yeah, the, the French is coming out. <laughs> I'm just like I don't know. Whatever you do, you. I'm not gonna buy that game. What if? Well, I, you're not gonna buy the game anyway. You're gonna, you weren't gonna buy the game. If they put it on sale for thirty dollars. They don't know that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Matt was definitely gonna buy the game. <laughs> what if they remove the microtransactions? We know they won't. We know they won't. If I'm just if saying, theoretically they they move they remove the microtransactions or made them like less offensive. I mean, they'd have to make them drastically, S- yeah, drastically less offensive. So, are you asking me? Are the next generation games should they go up ten dollars? I would say no. That's not what I'm asking. Okay, you. I'll break it down question by question. There's a lot okay. of questions. There's a lot All of right. questions that could. That could spiral off. I could start with one and we'll trail down in the rabbit hole and then never get to the other one. Do you think other studios follow? Yes. Okay. Do you have any specific examples in your mind that aren't named EA? Uh, nothing specific comes to mind. I mean, maybe like your, your you know, annual stuff like Call of Duty, that type of stuff. What if Cyberpunk did it? 
Um, or like large games like that that are meant that are meant to be. I think I could understand being older, understanding how economics work a little bit better and inflation and all that good stuff. And video games being the one thing that hasn't affect, been affected by inflation. Yeah. I Controllers totally, started it with the $5 increase. but Yeah, I totally would be fine in understanding of another $10 bump across the board for all, you know games that are normally $60 bumping up to 70 whatever. And the big thing is that this has never been locked in. No. Is, there's no unri- there's no rule that says like 59.99 is your max price. It's just always been super risky to be the first one to do it type of thing. Mm-hmm. Where okay, so NBA comes out and says they're going to go to 69.99. If Cyberpunk came out and said it was going to be 89.99 default version like What's funny about Cyberpunk is, if, like, they would be the best example of a game that everyone would be okay with paying more. Yeah. And they're probably going to be one of the last... They'd be the last studio... To do it. To do it. Because they'll be like, oh, maybe our next game we will, but we're not going to blindside you on a game that you already know about. Right. And also, they don't have the bad faith argument that EA, NBA, Call of Duty, all these yearly titles get where they're like... Uh, if you'd like to play the game, you can pay me $60. And then if you'd like to play with the best stuff in the game, you could potentially pay me $80 more, but like, I'm not going to guarantee that you get anything. Yeah. I think most people, <laughs> it's like everyone who listens to us knows how we'd feel about those type of games. Cause we've made, I think we've made the argument several times that these games should be cheaper. Right. These games should be cheaper or not annualized. And it goes back to, like, 2K doesn't have a really good way of this yet. Unless they're also releasing day and date on things like Game Pass. But if you're if you're somebody that is conscious of prices and not wanting to spend $70 and blah, blah, blah. There is no better reason for you to get Game Pass or EA Access to play these annualized games that if they raise the price, screw them. However long, maybe, you know, technically you'd have to play. So if you got EA access premiere, it's $15 a month. So for four months, if you played Madden straight for four months straight, you've now hit your Madden limit. Madden wasn't the only game that EA put out during that four month window. So your return on investment type thing starts to really swing in the favor of a subscription service like that and not buying the license that gets into a slippery slope conversation where you're like, okay, is that the goal? Is that the goal to push us all there? And then we no longer get the physical versions. They want us all digital licensing. They control the licensing, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Whole, whole thing there. It might be the, the, at the time, that's how not it haberdasher. Is. I can't think of like the word I want. The Yeah. You know, look at look at my shiny right hand when I hit you with the left type yeah. thing. But. At the moment, though, that's where the value is for sure, is in the subscription services. Yeah. And Uplay has one. Game Pass encompasses a lot of games. Yeah. And EA is every EA title. Day and going and day, by EA, like... And if you have Premiere, you get Madden early. You get Madden a week early. And going by what Microsoft has said about their their Game Pass and subscription services, is they, they seem... I don't think they. I don't know if they've outright said it, 
but they've implied that they actually make more money from subscription services than selling games outright. Yeah. Well, it's because I think it's kind of a double-edged thing where you can get the subscription service, but you can also still buy the game. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, I'm going to get the subscription service to test out the game. I like the game. I buy the game. Yeah. So now they've double-dipped on you. Yeah. But you still got access to all the other games, too. So it it's it's a double-dip with benefits. I don't know. It's a really... It's a weird way to say it, but it seems better. The uh, was, do I, Did I have any other questions or we basically answer? I'm sorry. The Steam part, maybe. Yeah. I think it's funny that the PC version doesn't go up in price. Because they know... They would eat shit. They would eat shit. No one would buy it. Because that's what I kind of like about the PC side of like the PC culture, PC... Uh, Careful with that sentence because I don't you know, know what I mean. <laughs> like that's that's the part of of PC gaming and PC users I appreciate is that they're very like they're staunch. They're staunch and like the majority of PC gamers would rather wait to play a game to get it cheaper yeah. than to just buy the game outright. So they'll just be like, "Oh, it's too expensive." Fuck we you. I'll literally wait. hunt deals constantly. Yeah, like oh, I want this game. All right. Literally, the moment Matt and I are talking about getting a game, or me and anybody are talking about getting a game, it's where can we find it the cheapest if we want it right now? Yeah. And start searching all the sites we know. And we, usually we end up finding it cheaper. Mm-hmm. Always. Nine times out of ten. I don't think there's ever been a time where I've hunted for a game that I have not been able to find at a cheaper price than the original place I looked. I'm trying to remember the last game I bought at full price. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> I was going to say dead war, but. Yeah, dead war. Even no, dead. no, I didn't. I didn't get it at full price. I don't think you did either. The Were they running a the sale? I don't remember. I think I I did it from one of the key sites. Oh, uh, I don't think I did. Yeah, I did. I did get it from a key site. Huh, yeah. So yeah, it's like I said. There's ways to do it cheaper. Um, and yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just funny because what's your what's your argument on consoles if you don't raise PC? Like other than other than we know that the PC community would tolerate it less, but also the console community might start tolerating it less as well when you know the console is the easy way for the the kids to get in and the parents are like whoa wait 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 it's ten dollars more now no honey you're not getting the new console yet type of thing i don't know i don't know if there's an argument other than that they're banking on those two i'm pretty sure being separate i'm pretty sure if you look at 2k's numbers anyway they sell boatloads more on console than they do on pc oh for sure but it's just like if your arguments are like are spec based you're like no way in hell or that is that true but it's so just what a, happens when everything's cross play games are significantly cheaper on pc nobody plays on console anymore pcs are way more accessible like the true extreme is that the ten dollar hike kills console gaming <laughs> hot take <laughs> ten dollars broke our back we said no more free to play only Fortnite. here we come not the five hundred dollar consoles nope (laughs) they won't be five hundred dollars it might be more we still don't know uh games all right uh where are we at and number eight uh westworld creators jonathan nolan and lisa joy have signed on to take on the Fallout live-action series in a new Amazon Studios production. Nice. Thoughts? Um, Not that you've watched Westworld, but... I mean, it's Fallout live-action. Uh, Westworld gets rave reviews. Um, and Todd Howard and maybe somebody else on the team or whatever are signed on as, I think, executive producers. I am... We'll hope for the best and prepare for the worst. I hope they uh, break, like, they fourth wall break at some point. Like, acknowledge broken things in Fallout games. There'll be, like, a episode where, like, someone's going senile or something, and they see the world, like, like glitches. With glitches, I should say. Yeah, either that or, like, while somebody's talking... You just randomly see like an arm clip through a wall behind him of an NPC or like another person just walking and then the arm just disappears. I have um I have some questions. Uh what would you like to see from a Fallout series? Would you like the traditional cliche mm. like something that f- mimics the Fallout games? Would you like, like go, to like, deep dive into when, like when you some say, when you say Fallout games, we're saying like the we go to an area, Fallout, we follow that person's story in that area. Yeah, like like 
Yes, and like, you know, or would you like to go completely in where it's like vault tech, fallout shelters, all that good stuff? Would you like to just see them deep dive into something that we didn't see a lot of? Like maybe immediately after the bombs dropped? I would like to see them. Hmm. Oh, man. I don't know. It's weird. It's hard to... It, there's a lot Because there. if we're assuming one season, because we don't know if there's more, right? If we just assume a one-season shot... Like a miniseries. Yeah. Like, you're best bad at getting season two, I think. It might be wrong. First two episodes. So, how much... Um, do these guys still do Westworld? Yeah, they're still on. Uh, are they done? Is Westworld over with? Is Not there, yet. Is no, it there's, continuing there's, on? There's another season, yeah. Okay. They See, got ready for one more, at least. I or suspect this will more. be a mini series then. Yeah. I mean they still could do a full season because of like Westworld still is usually like a season every couple of years, so they, yeah. they have enough time to to not be like overlapping to actually do a full a full eight episode season or so. Mm-hmm. Um I would I don't know, story wise. I would like to see I think the first episode lead up to right before the bombs drop and the episode end as they drop. Two opens with a X amount of years later. So whether you introduce the characters, you introduce the characters, you introduce, introduce vault tech. The scene is basically the, you remember the trailer from four where they're going in as they, and they're dropping the tech. It's basically that season or episode two skips to, life in the vault and kind of gives you like a recap of how that happened episode and like the drama that's inside of that. And then halfway through the season, they leave, give themselves a few episodes in the vault. So you'd like something that kind of follows the same arc as a fallout game. Kind of kind. Yeah. Kind of along those lines. Don't dive deep in right away. Establish just a a post-apocalyptic world. Then the idea of the vaults. So that way when you... you, Assuming you get more than one season. You go out into the world later and show other vaults. They have reference to know what they mean to you. You leave your vault. You and whatever crew. You know, they split up wherever you are. Blah, blah, blah type of thing. And I say you. Whatever the character is that we're following. You know, they split up, they stay with you, whatever type of thing. And whatever the purpose of the character is, that's the other weird part. Like, you you have to have a purpose not only for leaving, but, like, your your world rebuilding story. Like, where mm-hmm. does that begin? What, what setting are we in? I, you know, I don't know. I would just like to see them Vault-Tec and an explanation of all that. And the episode is bombs drops and people go in the shelter. Episode two to, like... Four or four and a half is them dealing with stuff inside the shelter, albeit maybe expedited and like time jumpy type of thing where it's like, here's the first four years of where we just fast forward everything. And here's somebody having a kid, whatever, who cares? Yay. Then maybe they do, uh, what is it? Reclamation day. Maybe they do acknowledge that there is a reclamation day. And that's when they show you walking or like show you guys leaving the vault is reclamation day and you leave just now see this disastered world and it now becomes like you know 
wherever you are, whatever setting they put it in. Now you are, I can't stop saying you. Now the character is going through building or attempting to starting to rebuild and almost a la Witcher-esque where he's just kind of doing odd jobs town to town type of thing with no real home. That's almost how this would kind of start is with you trying to fit in in a new town that has been already built up or whatever. And you just go going with the trials and tribulations that come with that. And then to either like that town's demise by Raiders or something. And then you having to either move on to a new town or build up a town, something along those lines and end the season with a, you want there to be a Preston Garvey? You have another settlement. No, 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 no. I don't want there to be a Preston Garvey other than like a nod to a guy that walks by the screen that looks exactly like Preston. And somebody goes, uh, hey, I, and he's like, not now, citizen. I have things to attend to and just keeps walking. And you're like, is that Preston fucking Garvey? And then everybody just kind of moves on. I kind of want to see the opposite. I want you, I want it to follow like, I don't know, maybe a group or a, of, quote unquote normal people who didn't get involved and stuff like that they're just whatever i mean in theory they're dead in or theory ghouls. they're dead but it would it would have to be like after well after the bombs dropped okay so like you know civilization they has grew started up to, in already destroyed world type of thing yeah and the only references you get to vault stuff is like the cursiary like comments or maybe they run into or see like a vault dweller and that vault dweller or whatever is like because like in the game you play a vault dweller and like you you're like a superhero almost you know like you're you're and i want that to be what you see of the vault dwellers you don't ever see a face you don't ever like you just hear stories about all this vault dweller came through and killed fucking three death claws you know like yeah I, I think both would be intriguing where we either get we either get the basic game follow-up that I want the season to end with like you seeing a power suit and its brotherhood mm-hmm. and they just end the season and you're like yeah. I want are them we gonna to go discuss the brotherhood and they like they, they dive because it's the beginning of Fallout, they dive into what the entire idea of the brotherhood means and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Or yes, your angle where it's almost I don't want it to be Stranger Things because I want it to be fucking kids. Yeah. But I want it to be, you know. I want it to almost be like you, from the perspective like, of an NPC in the game. Yeah. I want it to be like 21, 22 year olds that have just been sitting around in a bar and like, or, you know, just doing like day to day jobs or whatever. And somebody's like, I heard a vault dweller, blah, blah, blah. And did exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Except that every now and then you just get like glimpses. Like they try to find him. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we, uh, something, something, there's a fight over here. And it's them like journeying to go find this vault dweller or come across. They find like a vault. They randomly like are in the, you know, whatever mm-hmm. desolate. And they're like, that's a vault. And like nobody, they know nobody's ever mentioned that vault specifically. So then their whole mission is trying to find people and how to get into it type of thing. So now they're in the town, like trying to figure out the, who the vault dweller is to see if he knows anything. And it's like this weird mystery esque type thing. Anyway, so Todd Howard. <laughs> oil tycoon oil tycoon todd howard if you need uh any creative ideas we're bored quarantine does a lot to us just you know ring ring banana phone speaking of bananas number nine my friend pedro is getting a tv adaptation 
The project is planned as a half-hour R-rated dramedy and will be led by John Wick writer and creator Derek Kolstad as both writer and executive producer. Drama comedy. Dramedy. I know, that was... I hate that. A word. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like it either. Uh, It's interesting because if anybody's never played My Friend Pedro, you are a guy on a skateboard who is utterly impressing a banana by murdering people in creative ways. You do some kick flips. You kick a skateboard at somebody. You shoot him with a gun. You shoot a frying pan in the air that sprays guns everywhere. It's like a John Woo movie. Just craziness. You slide up a banister. Who cares? Why not? A lot of potential there. There, there is a lot of for a thirty second like, oh, what was that first person action movie? I want to say Action Hank, but that's not uh, it. What was it? It was. Uh, oh my god! I want to say Action Hank, but I'm pretty positive that's not it. That was Action something. Anthony? No. <laughs> All I can think of was like Action Jackson, but that's not it. So. Yeah. It wasn't was Hardcore it? Henry. Hardcore Henry. That's what that. it was. Yeah. Uh, I just picture like <laughs> not that, but basically take what that was, slam it into thirty minutes. Except don't do the first person thing, but just slam a nothing but nonstop action into thirty minutes of, uh, like Pedro loses the banana or something. Like the banana gets killed, which is the job. And the whole movie shot like a side scrolling. Yeah, and it's just like him. you're always going forward, and it's just him murdering <laughs> over over the fact that somebody. Ate his banana, which is equivalent of somebody killed John Wick's dog. Because if you eat my fucking banana one more time, I'm gonna murder everybody here. There's some problems. And then you, for my potassium intake, you will give me that banana. <laughs> this is creepy. Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go on to something that's better. <laughs> Ubisoft on Thursday. Unveiled Hyperscape, an all-new free-to-play battle royale shooter from the Montreal-based team behind Rainbow Six Siege. I gave Matt the biggest paragraph on the page on accident. (laughs) Soul-crushing. And it it just keeps going because then, like, there's a short one, and then there's another long one, and then it's it's like, it's it's torture. That's what I get for not looking. Uh, Hyperscape is a much more futuristic-style BR game set in a sprawling urban city. Uh, doing things slightly different from other battle royales, any character can pick up any gun, and the way to get better versions of those guns is to pick up the same gun and smash them together. Fuse them for higher quality guns. Uh, there are also abilities in the game, but are picked up similar to guns. You may hold two abilities at a time. The abilities include a healing, uh, a healing ability, uh, cover, and an escape. Um, there is no fall damage. You can slide, double jump, and there are launch pads to shoot you into the air. Uh, no shortage of movement options. Uh, some other things that stand out in this game are that when you are killed, you're not knocked out. There's a revive, but you need to find a station. Instead, you become this ghost-like thing, allowing you to scout for, I think they, what they call them, they call them something. Was it ghost? Spectres, Spectre. maybe? That's what it was, I think. Spectre. Um, let's see here. You got to find a station. Uh, you become a ghost-like thing, allowing you to scout for the rest of your team that is alive and look for that revived station. I kind of like the scouting idea. It definitely was interesting to see. Hmm. At least it makes you not useless when you're dead. Yeah. Um, 
as the circle closes, if you're not inside the world, will start to become transparent, eventually to the point of which you being able to run right through the walls. Eventually, you'll start taking damage. The final circle transforms into a King of the Hill game, which your team needs to hold the item for 45 seconds, um, or you can just kill everyone. Yeah. Two uh, different ways. Yep. Ubisoft has some interesting streaming ideas planned for Hyperscape 2. The developer is working on a Twitch integration that will let viewers decide random map events like low gravity and unlimited ammo that occur for short periods of time. The same integration will also let streamers instantly queue up for matches with viewers at the press of a button. So I heard another BR title and I was immediately not interested and low-key disgusted. Um, I did watch the video earlier um, uh, with Nate. He forced it upon me to torture me. Um, And it actually looks pretty interesting. I was uh, surprised. I thought it was pretty neat looking. Had some, uh, I don't know if they're original ideas, but the, you know, grouping of it all together seemed thoughtful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean it. it definitely. It I mean for a free to play, it looks pretty good. Um, the the one thing that always for me needs to be right in BRs is shooting. If you have poor shooting, it doesn't matter. Poor shooting and and actual like game looking good, and this seems to have both. The game does look good, and it's made by the Siege guys, so I feel pretty confident in its shooting ability. Mm-hmm. I am hoping to maybe play it this week. We'll see what uh, what the what the crew says. My typical BR people. Oh, he's got a BR crew. Person one, BR person <laughs> one in a game of threes. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I uh, would say I would join you, but I, there's we know no way yeah, that's not happening. You need to play The Last of Us. There's no way I'd be available at the same time you guys are available. So, well, there's also that problem, um, which is ever, but. <laughs> No, like the standouts for me was the movement, the speed movement. A lot like, of movement. Yeah, you can move great distances and heights very quickly. Uh, and the other standout was the time to kill seemed, by modern standards, very long. Yeah, it did seem... Like, people argue about time to kill in a lot of games. Mm-hmm. This seems to take a, a quite a bit. Yeah, like there's, at least there's, there's fucking effort involved. Like yeah. And it definitely makes sense with like how the abilities work of heals and armor and blah blah blah. I mean, so naturally, I see it taking in a, a longer time to kill people. Yeah, naturally, people are going to figure out min maxing and certain metas, and the time to kill will probably get drastically shortened. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm going to take the next two. By the way, <gasps> how dare you? We're going to skip thirteen. So. <gasps> Unless you have something to say about it, I, I don't. I didn't it's literally even... in there because I was just like, "That's a storyline question mark." Oh, excuse me, hiccups. Number eleven and twelve. Ubisoft exec Maxime Beland, VP of Editorial, has resigned after harassment and assault allegation, which you know leads right into the next problems at Ubisoft. Ubisoft is making a number of internal changes in response to allegations of misconduct against multiple employees, including two executives. Ubisoft's CEO, Yves Guimont, outlined the changes in an email sent to employees, which Ubisoft also shared on its blog. 
Here are the bullet points. Ubisoft will revise the composition of its editorial team, which it recently restructured in January. Guimont is appointing a head of workplace culture who is, quote, empowered to examine all aspects of our company's culture and to suggest comprehensive changes that will benefit all of us, end quote. Guimont also announced that Ubisoft will be creating a new role for a head of diversity and inclusion that will report to him. Ubisoft also will begin hosting listening sessions for employees starting on Monday. And Ubisoft has also set up an, quote, online confidential alert platform, unquote, which is administered by whistleblowing platform Wispley. Uh, that was like the main bullet points. Uh, there was obviously the email was obviously a lot more attractive and heartfelt, you know, like, I don't know. It had its PR spin to it, you know, much (laughs) basically anything you could say about this podcast. Uh, Things are much more heartfelt and attractive and PR relatable. (laughs) Uh, yeah. God, it's true. Ubisoft. It seems like steps in the right direction. Yeah, I think it was, um, I mean, I have no frame of reference for these things, obviously. No. Not obviously, but like, I have no frame of reference for these things. But it seems like Ubisoft's response, because Ubisoft's been hit fairly hard as far as these uh, recent accusations and allegations go. And they've responded reasonably quickly i mean obviously not having it happen is better than having to respond to these things but yeah uh because what was it that we had the thing before where they said they're going to take some time and, and like look at everything and see what they want to do mm-hmm. blah blah and and this is a, a what sounds like a promising start and i hope that the employees there do feel that they can do the, especially those last two having the alert line run by a third-party company which and the uh, listening sessions. That's, yeah. Also run by a third party. Okay, yeah. So you have listening sessions and an alert line run by third party companies. I don't know if it's the same third party company, but you do have. It's one of those, like, we're going to have these ways. So, like, you don't want to come to HR here. That's fine. You can go to these places and do them. Yeah. So it, they sound like good moves. I, I hope in practice that they are. Yeah. And that the culture and environment everything over there gets better but mm-hmm. theoretically theoretically i guess if we don't hear about it popping up again theoretically it this should it should work i guess time will tell yeah theoretically let's go with theoretically let's go with we will have no actual idea but we if we don't hear about it we'll hope it went well yeah uh microsoft renewed the Fable trademark in the U.S. The application confirms that Microsoft is not currently using the trademark. However, it does mark yes in the intent-to-use field. That's what I'm talking about. Give me that Fable. Matt's E3 predictions for this year would have included Fable 4. Yep, and Resistance. (laughs) And Resistance, just because... I'm still banking on that, on both of those. I'm still banking on both of them. We'll never stop. Uh... You got some. You got skate. I mean, come on, man. Throw me a bone here. No, no, no. I have. I have skate is back. I do not have skate four. <laughs> I have no confirmation yet. Don't do that, Matt. Don't give me hope. 
That's what I'm saying. They've been dangling this Fable bullshit in front of my face for years. What, you didn't like the canceled Fable game idea? They need to remaster the first one. I would I would be... So what if at the end of number 15? <laughs> More Microsoft news. The company looks like it will reveal its first party games at an event on July 23rd. Rumors going around on the event have Microsoft showing off lots of new titles, a game from Microsoft's own Xbox Game Studio, and potentially whatever this Lockhart thing is. Yes. So, what if they show it off there, Matt? Huh? I'd be thrilled. I'd be ecstatic. I'd be happy. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll get some good, some good video quality, some good mic quality. You know, maybe a new Fable game, maybe a Fable remastered. I think remaster would be the good thing to see. A new game would also be good, but they've tried a new game and it didn't go well. Yeah, I think they should start with Fable One remaster. Yeah, and you know, if it goes well. Fable, Fable Five. Four? We had five, four. Did we ever have four? I don't Are think we so. counting? No, because that wasn't a numbered one. So it'd the, be Fable. F- what four. Legends? It'd be Fable Four. Wasn't Legends canceled? Wasn't that the canceled one? That was like the weird one. I don't know. One came out and one was canceled. Right? Did one ever come out? I don't know. So there you go. Fable stops at three, as far as we're concerned. So four, maybe four, maybe four. I don't think there's ever been a true four anyway. Even um, neither of yeah, because three ones. was the yeah 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 because they got progressively worse. I think it's the yes out. yeah that that would be the. I remember playing one. Kenny and I played a lot of one. Mm-hmm. I think we beat it twice at, in a night at his house, and we were just like, "I'm we're just playing that." But it was the whole thing. Like, I don't know if you were smaller or if they just made like white Valverines worse. But the whole thing go, leading up to like the white Valverine fight in in one or Wolverine, whatever. Is like there's this white Valverine. Yeah, you need to be like, epic. and then you get into the next one. It's like, oh, oh they're Valver- everywhere. Yeah, it's like, it's like white Valverine <laughs> just runs away like a dog. And you're like, what the? F-? Yeah, that thing was supposed to be epic, mm-hmm. and now I'm just out here trying to throw magic and things and whatever. Whatever. I really enjoyed the system, their combat system, mm-hmm. like the simplicity of it, but it was still kind of cool with the fact yeah. that it was like you know melee magic. Ranged. ranged yeah 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 it was a it was a pretty straightforward system yeah good for an rpg yeah it would be interesting the problem now is like they say remaster and everybody's gonna be like you better not pull a crisis because <laughs> that was bad <laughs> crytek ruining it for everyone <laughs> oh they are not the first they are not the first and surely will not be the last Is it me again? Yeah, 16. Oh yeah, we did talk about that. Devolver Digital Direct will be happening on July 11th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch. We can expect to see new game announcements, release date announcements, and brand new gameplay from some other titles. I look forward to the absurdity that is the Devolver Digital Direct. And let us remember some highlights of years past. Uh, they made bootlegs of their own games and Enter the Gun Dungeon, Hotline Milwaukee, Ape Out Junior, and Shooty Boots. Uh, they made the Enter the Gungeon uh, House of the Gun Dead arcade cabinet that cost $5,000. What was the token? Wasn't Didn't they do the coins too? They did uh, some fake Bitcoin. Micro, yeah. Mi- uh, 
It was like a play on a loot box or something, kind of. I there, think. there was a play on loot box thing, but then they were also making fun of bitcoins in the same. Exact they did the coins presser. and they sold out. Yeah, they sold out super fast. Dude, of, I'm of, of really what they were saying like was worthless currency and blah blah blah. What people always forget is that Nina Struthers, who has starred in these directs for a couple of years now, who became a cyborg and wasn't in the last one because it was happening in her head. Yeah, something like that. Uh, was also in the PS5 trailer yeah what was like that event she was just she was there she did her like line or anything but it was not devolver nina it was nina being just a professional person yeah, which was weird yeah which was almost like nobody's talking about the fact that she was just completely normal right there <laughs> when you see this i'm hoping it's just gonna be once again bonkers i really like i'm i'm excited for this it's gonna be good yeah i am hoping for just i don't even care about the games i just want insanity and and Joy. What if they don't like this? Is me being scared? What if they don't continue the storyline? Like they don't. What if keep their it going? What if their joke is to make a fully serious one? What? What if they? What if they remaster it? Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. I. They either remaster it like the first time they did the crazy ones, or they just do the most serious one, and everybody the entire time is waiting for the punchline that never comes. I mean, either way, when the entire like, world is going through this whole pandemic and anything, and they have all this material to make fun of, and they just don't. Oh my god, that would be good too, though. We'd I, either way, I think we're gonna walk away like, well done, yeah, baffled <laughs> in some way. I'm hoping to see the the crazy things. Those bootleg games when they dropped that, I was laughing hysterically. Enter the gun dungeon and all that other stuff, and you know, shooty boots is always great, but the. The the House of the Gun Dead cabinet, when that dropped, I Dewey wants to buy one still. I don't think you can anymore without oh, like, finding no. a place. Yeah, they're probably but also probably more expensive now. Yeah, a couple of arcades have them and stuff. There was one at PAX. The line for it at PAX was so long, though. I mean, obviously. Let's move to number 17. In a blog post on its website yesterday, Niantic, not yesterday being some other time this week, Niantic, the company behind Pokemon Go, Harry Potter, and Ingress, revealed it was working on at least 10 new AR games, including one that turns your neighborhood and city into one of the most popular board games, Settlers of Catan. The new Catan World Explorers has players scouring real-world landmarks and locations for resources, including lumber, wool, grain, brick, and ore. Like the board game, not all of these resources will be equally available in a single region, requiring players to connect with others around the world in order to make trades so that they can create local settlements, structures, and eventually thriving cities. How do you feel about this? I don't give a shit about Catan, so like whatever, but I know some people are really into Catan, so maybe they'll play, but I don't know I don't, what makes what keeps me coming back, like what... Is it one of those AR ones? Because I don't know if you ever looked at the Minecraft one, where you, the Minecraft AR, where you like do shit there. I've never like personally used it, but I've right. seen. But like, like you could build things, kind of that were like AR things. So like you could actually place like an AR thing in my yard. But like every time the scale is so weird, and you can only do like certain things in building, and it was a nightmare for me. And I was just like, I right. cool week. I'm um, uninstall. Yeah, uh, my. Hey, thing with Niantic. Can you not jump on my PC? <laughs> Cats, bro. Cats don't give a shit. 
Uh, my thing with Niantic... Sorry. I'm going to move Max before he does something bad. Is that... Whenever they like say they're working on a game like this, it always sounds cool. And then it turns out to be just Pokemon Go with different assets. Right. Like, hey, you notice how you have no ore near your house at all? Good news. There's none in the state. It's in Timbuktu. <laughs> Great. Now I have to find the one person that owns a cell phone in Timbuktu. Hey, can you download Catan? I need ore. Yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. I don't know if you want. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have anything else to say about it. I just thought it was interesting that it like it makes sense, but I don't know what. I still don't know what you do because like Catan, obviously, you're building for points and you're building to win the game. Yeah. Do we just have a global winner of Catan? That's a good point. Um, like what? Like what do you? Is my whole thing? I just build a city in my yard, and I'm like, I have a city. It's gonna turn into like eve online or something where like oh god you have like mega simulator. you have like mega cities and stuff like that that have like a ton of resources and... people are walking around with like armbands on like just so you can indicate who's mayor of the nearby settlement yeah and you just see like somebody walking in new york city you're like oh he's got a green band wait that means ah oh, she's only got ore son of a bitch gotta find a red band Ooh, hey you have steel can I trade? I got lumber. They didn't answer me. I don't know. <laughs> uh, last but not least. That's true. Though it is the least we know about anything in this entire document. That's true. Chinese tech giant Tencent has announced Sin, a, quote, globally marketed, end quote, uh, open-world cyberpunk FPS game developed by Subsidiary, Lightspeed, and Quantum. Uh, PC Gamer reports the game was revealed during Tencent's annual conference. The only details come via a tech demo, which aired during the conference. Uh, The tech demo shows off character customization and a little of the world. The game uses the Unreal Engine, with Epic Games cooperating on certain aspects of development, including its strand-based hair system hey Uh, man you like them strands in your hair strand-based hair system yep volumetric fog strand-based hair welcome to the new buzzword for the next generation unreal 5 strand-based hair character creation and customization took place within the game's open world allowing characters to interact with their environment uh players can you imagine though like i'm just thinking of gta online if you know, like someone's, I'm trying to get my hair done. I'm trying to get my hair dead. Someone runs in, shoots me in the head. You know what I mean? Oh, see, when you're in a barbershop, I just throw Molotovs in the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, players can also. But can we discuss uh, the amount of strand-based hair on my giant panda bear? <laughs> panda. Uh, players can play as one of three factions, each with a cyborg animal companion. Cool beans. Wait, my uh, bear's tied to a faction? No. <laughs> uh, they are the punk-like anarchy, the enforcers, presumably upholding the law, and okay. motorheads. Okay, so enforcers is clearly the bear. Yeah. The latter only shows customization of a vehicle. So, uh, cool idea. It's a tech demo. I'm, I don't know. I want to see more. I'm curious. I'm curious. It's I Tencent. don't like Tencent. You don't like Tencent? 
But it because is Tencent. Of, because of what Tencent is. They got that money. They got that China problem. Money. China government. Money. Both of those things. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Censoring. I, I, I want to see what more is. Yeah, it, it's a cool it's a cool idea. The just seeing the mecha bear with a mohawk, I was like, I'm listening. I'm super curious. I can be Joker Bear, also interesting. I can be a panda. Okay. Panda with a mohawk. <laughs> yep. I'm in. Oh, sorry, I can't be that. It's my companion. It's a panda with a mohawk. That's So you think the motorheads, their companions like a car? No, I bet that's the cheetah. Wait, wasn't that the Oh, I said the motorhead was a third one? Yeah, was a third faction. Oh, because Punk was probably the cheetah. Yeah. And the, yeah, the only thing you see from the M4. It, wonder, might be, it might be car-based or like robot-based. Like true robot, not even animal. Maybe. And I wonder if like your... Maybe your animal companion isn't isn't really tied to your faction. I don't know. So many questions. We'll probably never get them answered. Nope. I don't think this game's really real. <laughs> Matt's new theory... <laughs> Game's not real. <laughs> I mean, it technically isn't. It's a tech demo. It but. looks like a tech demo. That's the weird thing about it. It's like, ah, tech demo, new game. And we're like, uh, that's not usually how it works. Yeah. Like, you don't tech demo a new game. But or, do you, or do you? <laughs> <laughs> but you're 10 cents. So I guess you just do what the fuck you want. Um, yeah. Speaking of cyberpunk and censoring. Um, oh, I was going to go back to the Chinese government, <clears throat> but okay. Cyberpunk 2077 is uh, being censored in Japan, you know, just in case you were curious. I would have imagined Australia and Germany first. Yeah, but <laughs> Japan's got that weird thing with, like, porn and, you know, showing genitalia and stuff. So Yeah, and they have to, you know, have glaring lights over people's butt cracks. I don't know if you remember that joke. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which game it was, but they, like, shine a giant, like, lens flare over somebody's butt to not show a crack, and they're like... Okay. <laughs> yeah, that means nothing's there. Woo! Uh, going back to the Chinese government, uh, TikTok is basically spyware. Yeah, that's... We- in, in case you didn't think that before, there have been numerous like breakdowns of people actually going through and doing debugging. Or not debugging, but like reverse engineering. And they're like, there's a lot of bad, bad in here. So fuck it, TikTok, bro. In case you're curious, TikTok spyware. I never got it because I'm not hip with the young kids, but just saying. That's all I got for news, Matt. Anything else? I got nada for news. Cool. So what have you been doing the last seven days? You also nada. <laughs> uh, I've been working, uh, work, and uh, you know, doing some car repairs. Um, work. Uh, so more, more car repairs, more, well, yeah, having my car repaired and then also repairing someone else's car. Ah, so the old, the old Tucson out there, um, it's been pulling to the left pretty hard for a while now. And we've just been dealing with it. I don't know if you noticed when you rode in it, when we go pick up pizzas and stuff like that. I think you showed me the one time you were like... I assumed it was lean to the left. Yeah, really hard. Uh, whatever. I assumed it was like just alignment or something. Uh, I think an alignment had, issue. Yeah. Uh, took it to the uh, you know the dealer and said, "Hey, fix this shit, please." They called us back and they said, "Hey, 
I don't know what you hit, but whatever you hit, you broke a belt in your front tire and there is a massive bubble. And like, that's why it was like, because it was kind of like rumbling as well. Oh, okay. And uh, basically I knew that we were going to have to replace all the tires anyways, because they were starting to crack and dry rot. They must have been like old tires or something like that when we bought the car. So four tires, ooh, an alignment, oof, threw an oil change in because like if you're they're they're doing it, yeah, you're at this point. Why not? One thousand fifty five dollars. Yes, yep. That's why, folks, you don't buy cars that use low profile tires, and also on top of that. Low profile tires that have to go on a crossover because they're fat. Like as in they weigh a lot. So you gotta have stupid tires. So stupid fat <laughs> crossover tires. So uh that's nice. And then work and I uh, haven't been playing Last of Us Part Two, so there you go. Watching some anime, that's it. What have you been doing? I've been doing a lot of the huge MLB. Wow. Yeah, SpongeBob. I didn't play The Last of Us at all this week. I'll, I gotta get back into it, but I just I need to like be paying attention. And this week, I've been not paying attention to anything I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Like it's been like work. All right, now that I'm done with work, I kind of want to just play something and chill. I'll play baseball and just watch YouTube, and then you know, yeah. other football manager. A lot of football manager, of course. But I can't play Football Manager and Last of Us at the same time because different rooms. And even if I use the remote play, it's not the same. So. Yeah. And you can't really like... I can I can play like Football Manager and WoW at the same time because I don't have to pay that much attention in either. But I need to pay attention in Last of Us so I can't also play Football Manager. Mm-hmm. So that's just what it is. Yeah. Watch some more stuff. Watch some Ken Burns baseball maybe. See how far I make it through that. Yeah. Just the... Uh, been been a relaxing week with rain every other day and i finally was able to mow the lawn but it was a great day today it was really nice out that'll probably get ruined tomorrow with a storm but we'll see probably sounds about right but before i let you go good people i forgot about some deals that we need to discuss can you just click that link and tell me that it didn't update that's all I want to know. Deals. Okay. I want to make sure it didn't update for this month. Uh, for PlayStation Plus, on the PS4, you will get these games available to you on July 7th. Rise of the Tomb Raider, NBA 2K20, and Erica are all be available on July 7th if you have PlayStation Plus. Xbox Games with Gold, WRC 8, World Rally Car, World Rally Championship 8, FIA World Rally Championship July 1st to July 31st on the Xbox One. Saints Row 2, July 1st to July 15th on Xbox One and 360. Dunk Lords from July 16th to August 15th on Xbox One. Juju, July 16th to July 31st on Xbox One and 360. Twitch Prime will get you these games for the month. Melbit's World, Kunai, Mad Tracks, Dear Esther, Landmark Edition, Dark Devotion, Dream Daddy, PictoQuest, Turok 2, Seeds of Evil, Royce, and Grip. Lots of free shit if you have these services this month. Free shit, and I do think this updated. Yes, that did update. 
All right, so July's humble choice. Uh, we can see two games so far. And the two are Age of Wonders Planetfall Deluxe Edition. Which is a relatively new game. I think within the last 16 months. And Void Bastards. Same exact statement goes for that one. And that's it so far. Um, so yeah. There you have it. Yeah. So there's some free stuff for you. That's all I got, Matt. I got nada. Cool. We'll see you in maybe six days. At this point, we don't know either. (laughs) Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.